Dumpster Divas. We are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet, and Kix is here. Oh, of course. Hi. Hi. Um, lots has happened since we chatted last. I um, went through a midlife crisis over the weekend. Not midlife. I hope this isn't midlife. A cor- uh, third life. Honestly, if it's a midlife crisis, you got away easy, honey. So. What do you mean? I don't want to die at 63. Oh, four. I see what you mean. I meant like problem scale. <laughs> no, you're like, problem you got level. it easy. You get out of here early. No, 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 no. No, I, um, uh, I, you know, I didn't have a home, but I do have a home now, which is exciting. Yes. And New York antics. New York, you really can um, find an apartment in two days. And that's exactly it's really what Tom weird. just did. It's not two days. I would. So, no, three. Like, three. Or, <laughs> yeah, three or four. <laughs> it's really it really I haven't done it in a minute I haven't had to look for a place in a minute and it really is crazy how these things move it's in the city it's so stressful it, it's it's awful yeah and the thing is yeah, I actually I was, like apartment hunting I think it's fun me too like, like the looking at the spaces comparing what you like about places like and I haven't moved fully yet but I was I've been packing today I got most of my pack I'm like probably would say like 80% packed and Okay, you're gonna hate me for this. I kind of like packing. Like I liked. Why I like would getting, I hate you for that? I liked getting rid of shit. Like it's fun to see shit leave this home. Like yeah. Like I'm throwing away so much shit, and it feels so good. It feels like, like weight lifted off you know the shoulders. It just I don't know. There's something like therapeutic about it. I like it. Definitely. I mean, it's literally probably therapeutic because you're getting rid of things. It feels good. So I don't blame you for that. But for those who don't know, Kix used to live in this apartment that I currently reside, was still reside in until uh, Saturday or Sunday. Yes. Tom and I got the apartment together mm-hmm. now five years ago. Yes. In 2017. And uh, we're bidding farewell. We used to throw some wild parties here. I wish all, all of you listening could have been present at. Yeah. Wild. Lots of fireball, lots of tequila, mm-hmm. lots of. Drunk Uzi Easter branches. egg hunts. East, yes. Cat we tr- fights, literally two cats fighting. Yes. Did we have any fights in here? Not you and me, but were there any, was there any drama? No. There's no party drama. No. No. Uh, yeah, I can't think of any. I wish, I wish we had a good story. It's really but an end of an era. It really is an end of an era. It's, but it's time. It's time to close up shop here. It's treated you well. It's treated us well. Until it didn't treat me well. But Until we, we, won't, we won't talk about that here well. on the pod. Um, it's time to move on. It is. I'm excited. I also, something that something amazing that happened between last time we recorded and today is there is a new season of Selling Sunset. Yeah, I'm feeling really left out. And here's the thing. I can easily include myself in this conversation. But I thought you watched it. I watched the first season. I didn't watch... Oh, I watched one and two. I didn't watch three and four. Because four is You continue now. to make my brain turn upside down. Because no, it's stupid. Three, it, no, nothing I know, makes but, sense to I me. Know, nothing makes sense. But can sense. you hear my reasoning? Three and four were both released like peak pandemic when we really needed shows to watch. So it's hilarious to me that you didn't watch three and four in quarantine. Oh, then maybe... what's What are we on now? Five. Oh, I didn't see five and four. No. F- well, right. Five came out is, is the new one. Okay. Yeah. I haven't watched four or five. I watched one through three. 
Because three came out. Three came out when we were like, wash your hands, like don't touch your yes. eyelids. So then I've seen three. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the era where it was like, don't touch your face? <laughs> God forbid. You There's something about that that's so hilarious. I was watching a. I remember. Do you remember Brian Safi and Aaron Gibson would do like um, attitudes lives during the pandemic? Yes. yes. Which that's one of the things I miss during quarantine, all the fun, like appointment viewing lives and things. And it's just it like, was very fun. it was really fun. Um, <laughs> once again, not to be like Vanessa Hudgens, like people are going to die. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I just mean like the, the aspect of the camaraderie is something I think we'll all always look back on fondly of just right, all. Certainly have- not the imagine Gail Godot <laughs> singing that fucking people song. People are going to die. <laughs> I watched that video recently of her when she's like, when Vanessa Hudgens says that I don't get it, I don't get it. People are gonna, and then at the end, I slept on. I nailed that. I kind of sounded like you. That. You did at the end. She goes, oh, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be talking about this right now. <laughs> it just made me love. I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't have Dumb said bitch. that. Um, no, but they were doing a live Brian and Aaron, and I say it like I know them. And I remember Brian. One of them touched their face, and people were like, please. For the love of God, do not touch your face. <laughs> and just like, we're ripping them apart for touching their faces. I'm like, y'all, you get how crazy that sounds, right? We all were there, though. I know. I mean, but in hindsight, just in hindsight, like, it was, we, the the virus was unavoidable, like, in so many ways. Like, especially living mm-hmm. in New York City. Like, if I needed to scratch my eyelid, I'm not going to grab, like, a pencil. Like, I'm just going to, like. Which feels grosser, truly. I know. I also am like, the germs uh, are I everywhere. Am a face toucher. Like Tom and I are both sitting here, like touching our face. <laughs> yeah, I'm like rubbing my face. Like I rest my head on my chin. I ponder with my fingers. <laughs> I I do a lot. What, what do I do now? When I think about it, I was like, when do I touch my face? You. I just saw you touch your face before you. I do a lot of temple touch. Yeah. Like if things confuse me. Like, what's that meme? There's a meme there, I think. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a meme everywhere. Somewhere. Um, but, yeah, Selling Sunset is... Uh, I, I'm actually really enjoying the season. I, I did not really enjoy last season at all because the Christine pregnancy thing, I just don't, I don't really care about. Like, I need her in the mix. And... Yeah, I mean, I'm always going to ride or die for Christine. I think she is so fucking excellent oh, she's the best. television she's the best and i'm so happy that people like are realizing i feel like they christine haters were like full-fledged the last like two seasons with her but i feel like now everybody's back on christine train because they're like oh she makes this show well i think what i think what the other girls did that they should not have done the other selling sunset ladies at the end of last season they did this like team up on her where they were so rude to her and claiming that she was doing all this shit that she wasn't doing. And and I, I don't think Christine's probably an angel. But, like, and I think the thing that they're not getting is Christine's like, you get that, like, I'm stepping up to the plate as the reality show, like, right. personality. Someone, like, yeah, someone someone's got to do this stuff. Like, why are you so mad about it? But the other girls all gained up on her, but it ended up just making them look crazy. Well, I think and Chriselle, I can't, I can't. Chriselle, I'm sorry. Here's the thing. I think that she's is a perfect like other side to the equation of Christine. Sorry, I'm fixing my hair while we're talking, and it looks crazy. Um, that I like her for a te- like I see the need for her on 
the show with Christine because they're polar opisites but have a lot in common. Like, What they do they have in common? I don't know that I agree. That they're rich and they work on the show and that they're gorgeous and skinny. Yeah, but Chriselle, <laughs> to, I, I don't love her. That woman has been working. She's been in soaps for like 20 years. She's well, an actress. She's also, like a legit don't, actress. Don't knock her shit. Christine has also worked before this too. What was she doing? She was in the fame cult classic Sharknado. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Days of Our Lives main character or Sharknado? I mean, I mean, once again, Christine. I prefer Christine, but we have to give Chriselle her props for being a working lady. Now, the one. <laughs> Two more things. One, I die for Heather because Heather is the one that's married to HGTV guy. Yeah. Um, what I love about her so much is that she literally sells homes. Like she's actually the one that's no, like she selling works shit. On I, that show. I love like, it. Works as a realtor. Completely. And then um, I do. I don't think you ever met Emma, the empanada mama. No. So she created a vegan beef empanada that she like sells on QVC that Danny Pellegrino Is it called Empanada Mama cuz that's no, literally the name I'm of calling it. her that. Her name Oh, okay. No. I do think there's something there with like Empanada Emma Mom Mama Emma. Like there's something there. Amanza Imp- I can't. I'm Amanza I can't. Cuz let's all say it. Empanada Amanza. <laughs> no. But she sells a box of 18 essentially beyond beef empanadas. Mhm. Guess how much it is? I would say $45. Higher. Higher? Higher. What, 60? Higher. 80? How long how many times? Higher. Okay, don't I'm not going to guess again. Tell me. $100 for 18 empanadas. I'm sorry. 100 divided by 18. That's expensive. $5 in yeah, 55 cents per empanada that is more expensive than if you bought an empanada at your local grocery store yeah no it's crazy it doesn't make ew. any sense and it's ew no is she white of course of course and she also <laughs> has like dessert empanadas well well you know who else is making empanadas right it's empanadas on candy and the gang Oh my god, Brian, right? Is it empanadas? It is empanadas. I think so. Is it? Or is it like a It's an egg roll. It's it is egg rolls. Yeah. I get it feels like a similar batter. Okay. Mm. What? I was just gonna comment. One time I made these like um wontons, like chicken Alfredo wontons. That's all I had to add to that conversation. But they're really- work, work, yes. <laughs> Should I start my own business and sell those fucking things for a hundred dollars? <laughs> I'm just laughing at you. Like one time I made wonton. I there's it's hit or miss with my stories. <laughs> it is. You're right. We're not all gifted in storytelling. Yes, as you always tell. People. I actually think you are a gifted storyteller. I am a gifted storyteller. That, has to be the right that story. one was not my best. I think you're a gifted storyteller, but I think you don't always have discernment on what's a story. (laughs) (laughs) 
Great. That was, I really just dragged. And on that Y'all note, let's drag bring in our for wonderful look. <laughs> yes, we uh, have Kate Kennedy of the Be There in Five podcast. We are going to dive into all things pop culture, what she is watching right now. And uh, we'll be back in one second with Kate. Talk to y'all soon. And we are back. And to chat this week about all things pop culture and, and reality, we are joined by Kate Kennedy, the host of Be There in Five. I am sure you listen to Be There in Five. Everyone does. It's one of the most popular pop culture podcasts. And we are so happy to have her here with us today. You are touring and you somehow made it here to uh the dumpster with us kate welcome oh my gosh happy to be here feel feels like where i belong i love nothing more than to shoot the shit about the shows that shape us that people don't give enough credit they do shape us i'm sorry like mayor of east town didn't shape me i mean i love it but it's (laughs) not shaping me (laughs) i know (laughs) The way that you pulled that out, I was thinking like, I don't even know, SVU. Actually, CSI did give me horrible, like, fears. Did that oh, shape yeah. you? So. Oh, it like, made you fearful of, made you feel fearful of reality a bit. I, I feel like it, I love shows like yours that just like celebrate something for what it is. And I feel like, and I don't know if this is specific to women or not, but like, I, my whole life, I, if I wanted a guy to like like me, I had to pretend I loved Pulp Fiction, and I just didn't. I never did. It was fiction, and <laughs> I wanted to watch Mary Kate Nashley movies. I wanted to watch mm-hmm. reality shows, and I, I just feel liberated as an adult to like what I like. That's such a great point. Like we we yeah. are, and I do like Pulp Fiction, but we are like supposed to like absolutely die for requiem of requiem of a dream, you know? And like yeah. that movie is awful. Like it's so depressing. <laughs> So yes, <laughs> Private Ryan was snubbed. I like Oscars. Shakespeare in okay. Love better. <laughs> agree. I, yeah, people talk about Citizen Kane. And I'm like, Dan Eddie Kane? Like, I don't know. <laughs> lemonade, lemonade. <laughs> Dan, you're like, damage, damage. Wait, Dan Eddie Kane's Lemonade. Like, that, yeah, that is, that, that's Kane. them, right? Different Kane. Yeah, and Showstopper, which is a really show good song. Showstopper. A show, showstopper. We in the car. Still hits. They're... Stuff yeah. driving, still we driving hits. slow. Slow. We slow. doing things that the boys don't do. Things that the girls don't do. Okay, so it, when I was in eighth grade, um, Damage had just come out, and the they for the cheerleading tryouts for high school cheer, Damage was the song that so. All over the halls of eighth grade, every single girl was doing the damage routine. I could literally do it for you. Like, it's like I mean, it's girls used to pass that in my Dutch brain. as your hallways were sure. damaged. Sure. Exactly. And that's as that's true. Oh, yeah. Miss Celia did. So. Well, music. Sh- I think. I, I think music does shape people. Shape. You know. Your. I mean, I feel like Danny Kane. Think Pussycat Dolls, really had me. <laughs> getting in touch with my sexuality talking your pussy <laughs> totally I, it I makes mean, you feel things it does make you feel things and i just and i feel like the spice girls had like a real go here and danity kane and and uh pussycat dolls had hits but like weren't taken as seriously or like they didn't have devoted fandoms and like little mm-hmm. mix has never really taken off here i feel like the u.s is a funny market for girl groups and we should celebrate them yeah what do you think that i I am. If that's Tom what is oh, same. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. He dies. I'm goosebumps I mean, thinking about it. 
I literally same. We were at a we were at a gay bar the other weekend, and they just had Little Mix on. They were, it was like a video bar, and they were just playing Little Mix videos for like a solid thirty minutes. And I'm like, Kicks, do you get it? Like, look, <laughs> right? They're amazing. You know how people talk about like power posing. Okay. When oh, you okay. need, well, you know how people talk about power posing when they need to like feign a sense of strength or superiority. I feel yes. like I have power pose live music performances. And one of them is when Perry is singing shout out to my ex and she waves to Zane and, um, and she's just like, <laughs> look how great I'm doing. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, and it's like right after he left her for Gigi. And yeah. I was just like, that is what everyone cosplays and main characters to in their head when they listen to breakup anthems. They dream of their ex watching them on a metaphoric or lit literal platform thriving. Mm -hmm. And I was just really happy for her in that moment. It was a win. No, that feels like something that would happen in like Lizzie McGuire. Like you're on stage singing a song, yes. like waving at your ex, like, hey, I'm nailing Look it. Look how, how do you like me now? Right. Yeah. It really does. You're right. I just love those girls. And I'm so happy that Jesse's gone. She, oh. I know. <laughs> Shout out to their ex. Shout she, she, <laughs> she was, she was, she wasn't happy. And it, I hope they're still friends. I don't know. I don't know. I will. Here's the thing. Black. I the, oh, watched yeah, the magic, magic music video because it was on at this bar. Black, Black excuse me, Black Magic. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. God. Okay. Um, it was the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life, and I don't. Oh, you have to that. watch yeah. the like, Black Magic Brit, Brit Awards. Yeah, watch the live. They were stuff. like the, bullies. Some of the videos get a little wonky. I do. I do think that they they've got a lot of ideas. Did Did you know that my the Be There in Five <laughs> podcast theme song, the intro and outro, is mm -hmm. like a bootleg instrumental of Little Mix's Black Black Magic? Oh. Well, I was just listening to. Is it like it's like a like it starts a kids pop version? Dun, 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 dun. It, like you're it starts right. in it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you're right. It is. Well, yeah, there you mixologists go. Mixologists unite. Mixologists unite. I I also think that um, the last album that they did, not the like they did that album with kind of like all their hits, but the Sweet Melody album. I mean, isn't that not that's not that's what it's called? Sweet. What is it? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Sweet Sweet melodies, yeah, yeah, yeah. I that song is so good. Oh, it's called Confetti. Confetti, yeah, yeah. Slept on it's album. It's kind of a dumb album name. It it is bad. It sounds like <laughs> it's, like it's Rebecca a Black's party city. album name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although Rebecca Black supposedly is popping is off noise? now. I, I'm closing that... my window right now. Oh, I wasn't sure if it was my mic interference. No, it's me. It's me. No, Rebecca Black has like really she, like um, didn't she DJ Coachella or something? Up. Yes. She like came out recent I don't know if recently, but she's like on TikTok and everyone's like, Oh my god, she's gay which is great. But like yeah. so now she's like a gay icon because she's like cut her hair and looks how, cool, is how cool. Does she, just, like, I can't believe this card is beeping outside. I, can Black. you hear it still? Yeah. I feel like people understand the sights and sounds of the city. They do. I just like, it's always like right when you press the record button, there's like uh, something happening. Um, <laughs> no, what was I going to say? Oh, you know, but how can she escape the Friday of it all? Like, can she? I'm down to move on from it, but like, I feel that's a hard, hard thing to, that was such a big on. moment, you know? And I don't know. I feel like it's, I feel badly for her. Not that she went viral, but like, like, how do you have a music career after you, 
your biggest song was like a joke. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't a flop. Right. I mean, it was just like a flop? people make fun of her for, I don't know. I don't think it was any worse than Katy Perry's last Friday night <laughs> in the world of Friday related songs. <laughs> That's that's true. You do bring up a good point. It's, I think that that seeing that video for the first time. Oh my! I mean, it's so funny. The like da- this, the mom and dad self produced video. It was like a moment yeah. in time that I'll never forget. Oh, I thought you meant Katy Perry. No, I'm talking about Friday. A hundred percent. Well, and I also think there's now a thing you can do where, as a society, we're we're uh, kind of repenting for like the needless bullying, and I think. I feel like I've read articles or seen TikTok she's done where like, I think she's actually kind of in an empowering position where she can kind of reclaim that and be like, I was a young woman pursuing mm-hmm. a pop dream. And because it was a mainstream category and a bubblegum sound, it was inherently not taken seriously when it had just as much of a reason to be on the airwaves as anything else. Like you're allowed to exist. You're allowed to produce art, even if it's not up to people's taste. And it's kind of shitty when people write things off as being lowbrow for being bubblegum, right? So yeah. I think she could, she could, she could position it. And, and being a DJ is the move. I mean, yeah, it is. And she can play her own song, and people will go fucking nuts. They would lose their minds in the best way. Like if that, if a remix of that came on with her DJing. I'm sure the crowd is. Yeah. Freaky. Everyone knows all the words. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we can't yeah. deny that it wasn't like, you know, engraved in us. That'd be funny if her shtick was she only played songs like involving days of the week. Yeah. She's like, wait till you hear my new song Saturday. <laughs> Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what, I wonder what Monday through Wednesday sound like. Has anybody ever sung about Tuesday? Tuesday morning? No, that's a store. I was Tuesday, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. <laughs> well, Sunday morning is oh Maroon Five. Tuesday yeah. and raining on Sunday. There's definitely a Tuesday. song about Tuesday. Or I Wednesday? Mean, we, we could throw my humps on Wednesdays if we want. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. true. You I know. just don't think like Thursday is sexy. There has to be a thirsty Thursday song. Yeah, like some like little Or that black eyed Pete song. Black eyed Pete song that's literally like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> and Thursday. <Yeah. laughs> Friday, Wait, Saturday. Did y'all, days see, of the week. <laughs> did y'all see the Black Eyed Peas sketch on, with Lizzo on yes. SNL? Oh my God. It was so funny. They were, it really had me think. So for those that didn't see it, they had, they, I can't remember who all played the Black Eyed Peas, but it was hilarious. Like Cecily, Cecily Strong was Fergie and, um, who was I can't remember who William was. I, I remember. I think it was Keenan. I think Keenan was William. Um, and they literally <laughs> like trying to write the song um for what's the it's what one of the like big EDM not EDM, it's like when they shifted into like EDM ish. Like, like I got a feeling or uh, yeah, I that, this it was party like, started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the way they write it, it's hilarious. You have to watch it. Like they're like they're pretending like this is how they came up with the song. And when you hear them like sing that song back, you're like, oh my God we liked this stuff. <laughs> like, right. We were like, yes, I love this song. <laughs> and it's like, right. it, re- it really is just like a couple words thrown in front of like a beat. Oh, it's just like, this party's really fun. Like in Let, some, yeah. Rockin', rockin', rockin'. Yeah. There's like nothing to it. 
Let's raise the <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> yes, and then and then Cecily Strong's like, but what if I do this? And then she like does like a full like belting moment because Fergie always just does that in the middle of those songs for absolutely no reason. Yeah, <laughs> she's got to get it in. It's it's in her contract. It's so true. It's stuff like that. It's so ubiquitous. But like, I also know no one who would say they're a diehard Black Eyed Peas fan. <laughs> but I honestly would go to a concert actually. Someone's but like, they're so. Be. Isn't that weird how some around. people are so popular and ubiquitous? But like, who are their fans? Yeah, like I I agree. Well, like Little John, honestly, like we were talking about him for a second earlier. Like mm. I I don't feel like like Little John does like a tour. <laughs> like no, no no, he's like the surprise guest at like a, a American Airlines <laughs> like an usher tour. Like, <laughs> if he if he like walked yeah. on stage during an usher tour, that would make sense probably, right? I went yeah. to a Nelly concert two summers ago and. It was perfect. See, I would go to a Nelly concert. I've been to one, I think. Really? Well, no. In high no, school, Kix, there you was, went to I a went 50 to like, Cent concert, I think. I was in like the classic middle school Lil Wayne. I loved it. I went to two of his concerts, which is insane to say. In about. high school. In high school. Um, I, I was never in. Maybe Nelly wasn't there. I know Chris Brown was there at one. Oh, and then T Pain was at the other one, which like mm-hmm. I was a ride or die for T Pain. Really? That I would have added <laughs> like, him to the list that Kay was so reading. Of, of <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think through that statement. I was like, I I like I buy him. you a drink. I don't know if I love it. Well, and something we've learned about T Pain is that he gets slept on as an actual like vocalist. Like he can sing sing. But he, I yeah. heard him sing. sing. Right, he's talented. I, we know you went to the show, but, but like, he's actually talented, and I guess got sort of Rebecca Blacked into, um, <laughs> <laughs> into like the auto tune of it all, like the like like he got right. so famous for that that no one wanted him to do anything else. And his participation in like I'm on a boat kind of memeified him. <laughs> sure, yeah, right, like, right, forever as just like the Echo guy. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm like thinking I'm probably gonna listen to T Pain tonight. I'm just gonna watch Lonely Island videos. <laughs> yeah, right. He was on a season of The Masked Singer because everyone didn't know it was him That's singing. Right. They were like, "Who is this amazing voice?" And he's like, "It's me, T Pain." <laughs> it's like we've never heard you sing. <laughs> Actually, justice for T Pain. I'm I'm sorry I had to think through your fandom at first. It's a perfectly adequate. Bandwagon. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> it was just shock. It was like a, a, it was just a shocking reveal, you know, of the list of people concerts. You're like Beyonce, Gaga, T Pain. <laughs> <laughs> My first concert was Clay Aiken and Ruben Stuttered, which is tough oh, stuff, which I does like loop that. us to reality God. TV. <laughs> it does. We should, we should I'm land the plane. I'm jealous here, but... of that, though. I know. Say... Tom and I were famous, like Ruben Stuttered. We voted, voted mm. for Ruben Stuttered. Oh, oh yeah i mean yeah. i thought he was the next i thought he was the bee's knees oh he was amazing <laughs> well well before we get to american idol i i feel that we should ask you uh kate what reality television made you a dumpster diva what 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 show brought you into the reality tv genre and on said show was there like a specific uh person a reality tv star that really made you fall in love with uh the genre itself take it away um it's kind of hard to pick. Okay, I shouldn't have thought of this before. Um, it's not a big deal. <laughs> I, okay. I think that like the obvious answer 
would be, I don't even know if I count this. I mean, I, I went so hard for SoCal surf culture, Laguna beach, you know, like everybody did, like that was probably outside of the real world, my first true engagement in characters in like an unhealthy parasocial way. But I would say like more modern versions. I was re I went hard for early Bravo random shows that didn't last that long. You're pregnant in heels, you know, like with Rosie Pope or um Have like most eligible Dallas or like yeah. uh I mean Rachel Zoe project was like everything to me. I loved early Bravo and I didn't get into Housewives till like I was a little bit older. Um but yeah, I think that like I the the one I, I'm I'm pretty equal opportunity with reality. The one subset of reality I've never gotten really into is like of the TLC persuasion because I prefer aspiration. Mm-hmm. Mm. So when Honey Boo Boo was happening, Dance Moms, John and Kate never really tuned in. Watched 90 Day till it got sad. Um, but you know all the ran- I love the random couples of yesteryear like Juliana and Bill. I mean, I watched like Maria Menounos' reality show. I mean, I, I, I love watching Juliana's people show. in, oh my God, it was really good. It was and really good. like mm-hmm. had a lot of depth. I know you, it may, cause she, sometimes she's a little unlikable as a red carpet person only because she's just as a little like right. robotic. Right. But like that really right. made you enjoy her. Like you're like, oh, she's like a fun person. Like, and their relationship is, is sweet. And wait, they're still Agreed. together, right? Yeah. 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 It's some interesting. I don't. It's I've never thought about TLC being like not aspirational, but it, it when you said that, I was like, wait, yeah. I'm like, no, nothing on TLC is like. No, it's all look point, at my big it's, house. It's mostly point and laugh shows. Like it kind of is, you know. <laughs> it, it is like it, a lot yeah. of them. It's a it's a strategy. I think like re, reality in the late aughts was was or everything was like fabulous life of cribs like all we wanted to do was like gawk at like wealth opulence super sweet 16 like but then tlc just really went the opposite direction where they wanted you to feel better about yourself instead Mm. of you to gawk at somebody else's well like how well they're doing and it always just kind of felt a little exploitative and just maybe interested me less because i'm shallow i i know i know what you mean but because i do dabble in 90 day but I like the 90 day seasons where I, I actually do like it when they think that they are, that this is their, not that the show is like going to make them famous or I like when they just like, I love this person. I need to figure this out. Like I find it so mm. interesting to see what people will do to be like in love. Like it, it is crazy to me that these people, we live in the United States of America with so, people everywhere and you're choosing someone across the planet. Like, it, it that part of it I find it interesting where 90 day loses me sometimes is when these people think that they are Lisa Vanderpump. Like they think that they are mm. like a star and they are like, like 90 day gets 2 million plus viewers. Like it's so many people watch right. that show. So in their defense, they are a star. They, they are making money for TLC, but they're like, you, you don't get why we watch you. Like you're leaning too far into the like reality stardom for me. I don't know. I, the only I'll TLC, admit- oh, sorry. The, you're fine. The only TLC show I've ever really watched. I mean, Tom and I growing up with our parents were die hard. What? Uh, how, oh, not trading house spaces. Swap, um, trading spaces. Oh, God. Like, Amazing. Oh, wow. It was everything to us. Like, so much so yeah. that 
our friends like one year for their birthday party their twins did a trading like their parents gave them a quote-unquote trading spaces and each of them like did the was, other sister's room and so they had That's to like awesome not on the show like just like in yeah. yeah and they couldn't see <laughs> they couldn't go to the other room like they had to sleep in their other sister's room while they like did it and like they weren't allowed they to go like cds on the wall on the ceiling and so then That's they did a big reveal awesome. when they swap it's, so, it's such a cute idea yeah that do you just unlock something for me like i wouldn't have thought of that as reality but it technically is reality yeah and there are shows like that that were like gateways or like openers to genres i'd love for eternity because like as i was talking i realized actually the, the most poignant moment in my kind of youth of watching reality tv and being like this is the stuff was the season of the bachelor when jason mesnick at the like after the final rose leaves melissa rycroft for molly and i i've never seen live tv that riveting i'll never forget it i never forget how i felt i haven't felt the same way until on 90 day david the the blonde lady that had ignored him for two years actually met him in person that was insane it was it shook me to my (laughs) core and i you know it's like those where were you when you know carrie strug landed the vault it's like where were you when david's girlfriend actually existed Yeah, or Tiffany Pollard's spit on pumpkin. Like no, opposite, uh, yes. opposite, opposite. Pumpkin spit. Oh, on, sorry, pumpkin spit <laughs> on Tiffany, Tiffany spit Pollard. On These are the moments. <laughs> These are our moments. <laughs> someone, but, someone showed me a, uh, sent me a, a tweet that was going around of this photo of Hottie from Flavor of Love, and Beyonce, and it's a photo because famously Hottie's like I'm Beyonce, and that's when Tiffany says Beyonce more like Luther Vandross <laughs> and and they found this photo of Beyonce that looks in hottie and they look identical it's hilarious it's like going around right on before Twitter. we started yeah. recording I thought about flavor of love in a minute that's like a whole other subgenre is like what VH1 did in the like late aughts but that was that was the era where it was perfectly fine to use human beings as pawns mm-hmm. for ratings in ways that like I just don't ever think would fly now Mm. Oh no 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 no! They no. spend it differently, but, but yeah, I will... would say that. Oh, go ahead, Kate. T- I would say ninety day fiance is an like, in a little bit more delusional way, is doing that. Like, I think that they are. They don't pay them out. anything. Yeah, they, that's why they don't pay. <laughs> them oh yeah, out. I'm sure they didn't pay people on Flavor of Love either. Well, the thing I liked about, but the thing I like about that era is that those people on Flavor of Love, for the most part after that show just went back to working at their job and just continued their life. Like there was no, like it was like, Oh yeah, I did this crazy well, thing. Like there was no <laughs> propelling them Pumpkin into got- stardom. Like they were just trying to, that was just like a fun thing they did for a couple of weeks. Pumpkin got fired <laughs> from being um, an accountant. She was a substitute teacher. <laughs> nope. And then she went to be a substitute oh, teacher. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, she like lost her CPA license. She just got fired from the job. I don't think she lost her license. Also, that would she be has a CPA crazy. license? Yeah, I feel like she wasn't an accountant. <laughs> I don't know about that. Does she a teller? <laughs> right. I feel like if you lose your accountant job, you just get another accountant yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. The old, the old CPA to substitute teacher pipeline. Like, well, I got fired from my job, so now, now I have to go into charm school. <laughs> yeah, find another career. <laughs> my first, actually, the first day I moved to New York City, one of my sorority sisters like calls me and she's like, Hey, I'm in Manhattan. Can I come crash at your apartment? I also need you to show me where to go. I'm trying out for, for, for the love of Ray J in times square. 
and I took her to her audition. She didn't make it, which is sad. I just, I totally forgot about that show. I love that show. I watched that. I don't really like think it ever did much, but um, I think Tila Tequila was kind of dominating the scene at the time, but I appreciated that that was her, you know, goal post-graduation. Well, that was It was a noble attempt. Yeah, it was. And that was his turn post sex tape i believe i think card kim had the kardashians he had for the love mm-hmm. of ray j mm-hmm. and sexy can i which is a really good song oh it is love He's that got song. famously my ringtone like in seventh grade you wait, <laughs> wait picturing... seventh grade when are i mean you don't have to tell me <laughs> you are you were you born in like 95 three oh, okay yeah that's like not that much younger i mean i'm 90 wait when are you if you don't want to say <laughs> I'm 87. I oh okay. I don't care. Yeah. Um. But I just I was like wait because in I remember again these are our moments the mm-hmm. first time I heard sexy can I and I was a junior in college and I was like what and in my head that was like a lot more years than whatever. I'm picturing um, someone singing it singing it to you at Brother Jimmy's and and uh, Murray Hill. <laughs> the worst part is I was studying abroad. I was like you know probably at the Uffizi like listening to it yeah. on my iPod. You know. <laughs> It's all about the high low, you know. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, we the other actually... TLC show t- oh, too. That do you remember a baby story? Sorry, a wedding story no. and a baby story. Those oh, were really good. This yes. up before baby. They story. were twenty minutes, and they were really satisfying. And I didn't think of that. You said trading spaces, but to be okay. So I stand corrected. I like early TLC. Yeah, well, early we also had what not to wear. Which who, who can't say that they've watched twenty episodes of what not to wear on a Sunday. I recently met Stacey London and had an out-of-body experience. What was that like? Was that a cat? She was yeah, so... Your cat never makes noise. He's just like, really? Did you hear yeah. that? Yes. <laughs> He's hungry. He's pissed that I didn't feed him before this. But I was, I kind of forgot what I, like, I don't get, I'm not a starstruck person. I And I don't even say that to be like, that's not who I am. <laughs> you know, but it sounds annoying <laughs> to say However, when I spoke to her, I don't remember what we talked about. I was sober as a rock, and I can't tell you what we talked gray about. Gray streak mesmerize you? She looks you? the same and is gorgeous and, like, literally radiates joy. She's was so kind. Question. Have you watched What Not to Wear as a Grown Woman? No, I'm sure it's heinous. <laughs> it, oh, it is dark. It, it. I'm like, oh, this is where I learned to hate myself. Like, they – Yeah. It's It's – has the trappings of a positive uplifting experience as they sure. all do but like every night every like makeover show they're just unflattering you're dowdy your wardrobe's embarrassing like even the premise of being apart. like mom you're so lucky i submitted you for letting yourself go like that's so rude <laughs> it it's is not also, nice and also like let's just can we always recognize that moms are like superheroes on this planet who like I know have to raise children and like God forbid they don't have time to do to put on a jean jacket when they go to the st- that was always their or solution like make- for everything they were always like get the highest <laughs> the highest waisted pant you can any like they were always like <laughs> must be tailored here, like right Custom below the tits. tailored <laughs> i'm literally jacket. wearing a jean jacket i'm like no really <laughs> everything i learned was from what not to wear <laughs> you, like have a, you have like a maxi dress sundress on that like yeah. starts like right under the breasts <laughs> yeah like even think i mean obviously the stuff like the swan was so fucked up but like i don't oh, know God. even the today show like ambush makeover it just the premise was pretty 
heartless when you think about it. Like it, like we feel bad for you because you don't meet a certain gaze of beauty that has nothing to do with your like talents or experience. It's just like, it was shitty, but those are the times. But that, but make makeover culture was a whole moment in in pop in everything like movies. You have, you have princess diaries and miscongeniality TV, which you I have re- queer- recently rewatched Miss Congeniality. Still fabulous. Oh, mm. it's one of the I best was, comedies. I like, was texting of all time. Tom the whole time, being like, "This movie is incredible. It's still incredible. It's incredible." And she invented it, not like other girls. <laughs> she did, yeah. Yeah, she really did. She did. And the scene. I mean, I can tell you where I was when I saw her come out of that airport hangar. <laughs> Like, were you in a, a an AMC East? Like, where were you? <laughs> I was. It was one of those movies. Town. No, it was one of those movies that like our parents were like weirdly strict. I say weirdly because they're not like they became so not that. But like during especially As our, I'm listening to Lil John and going to yeah, T-Pain kicks us like bopping a T Pain in the back seat. <laughs> but but like we weren't allowed to watch it, and I I watched it at a sleepover like on a a portable dvd player like in my friend's like alone bed. no no, no <laughs> oh. with, with my friend in the other room we were watching it like on a portal and i was like this is the best thing ever and we, every time we laughed at something we would just rewind we would like go back and watch the part again like like we would watch her like scream at the taxi cab driver like 10 times over and like i mean the way she oh, eats so that roast beef sandwich really just hits in my brain for some reason is that a con- technically a rom-com I think, you know, yeah. I, think I don't it, know. No, I guess. There's romance, but I don't, I think it's leads with comedy. I think this, it's more of a like. Yes. Comedy. Uh, not a comedy. With side of romance. Like a comedy, mis- a mystery. Com- um, I don't know. You know, because it, it really, it leads with like the mystery aspect of it and the thriller aspect right. of it of like who's going to kill the ladies? <laughs> like who's going to blow up, right. who, who's going to blow up San Antonio? Like that's like what it's really about. And then in that she does oh, fall yeah. in love. There's something too, like with DVD culture <laughs> of like being at sleepovers and then you fall asleep to the movie and you wake up at 3am and like the home screen soundtrack is just playing and playing and playing. I was thinking about that recently. I'm like, Kids Oh yeah. These days won't get it. Netflix but- just turns off now. Fever dream. Like, it's like, the, it's. I think about direct response screens in the same way. Like right. late at night, like pure moods commercials or like monster ballads or weird, you know. Yeah, of course. Like, you know, three easy payment know. stuff. Yeah, the cold yeah. blue light. Um, I was always, I could never sleep and I wasn't supposed to be watching TV at night. And I just have distinct memories of those CD compilation commercials blowing my spot because they would just be like, it would go from like quiet to like Enya at a decibel <laughs> level that was sure. 12 above acceptable. And she'd be singing like Orinoco flow or whatever. It's uh-huh. like, it's, and I felt like it was a pagan ritual. It was like a whole thing. Do you, I, remember, I, do you know I, pure I, moods? Yes, of course. It's all it's so, so important. So important. But I, I, that's where I learned I could sleep through anything. Cause I could, I could probably sleep the whole night while there was like a rock compilation playing in the background. Like I I could I could do it. I feel like the uh, that if you had strict parents and I did too when I was younger, like there's a whole culture and way of life around sneaking to get your needs met. Yeah, of yeah. course. Pop culturally it's, speaking, and like watching the well. VMAs, not an option. Had to figure it out. No, 
Well, see, we didn't figure it out though. We didn't even watch them. There's such we a didn't. which I'm so bummed about. Like, there's so many VMA moments I never like experience. I'll never get them back. You know, like I didn't see Diana Ross uh, grab on little Kim's titty. <laughs> the pasty was a moment. Yeah. I mean, did you guys not have cable? No, we did. We did. Yeah, I know we're, we're talking just, like we're Amish. Our parents were pretty, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, did you have cable? No. <laughs> Actually, our next door neighbors only recently got cable, but that's for, I don't know why reason. But It's kind of brilliant we were, for a parent like, to just be like, sorry, can't get cable. I mean. Yeah, you're like, you could watch it if we things. had it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's a good excuse. We just we don't were have it. VH, we were VH1 people. And our parents would let us watch VH1, but they wouldn't let us watch MTV. We'll never. Which like will never make sense. Is this never makes sense? But. That makes sense to me, and I think that we followed similar rules. There was a, there was kind of um, a, I don't know, like VH1. Okay, the, I think the, the the difference between the networks is exhibited by the countdowns. A, a number one VH1 song would be. Sarah McLaughlin, Angel, mm-hmm. followed yes. by Edwin McCain, I'll be followed and by train. a Lilith Fair artist, Indigo Girls. MTV was like, number one, Bahaman. <laughs> like, you know, it was like the fleeting random ass single Cisco thong song. It was like sex sells like that. Love it was it was skewed toward a more like, you know, sexy, youthful vibe, whereas VH1, I think, actually was adult contemporary. Uh, I Hot yeah I, I completely agree and I, mean, I totally that, agree and yeah. VH1 was deeply straight like there was no gay things on those <laughs> countdowns like I feel like there's like that's like, such a in, funny way to describe it but you're right <laughs> <laughs> just really so straight I'm like what gay wants to listen to Train <laughs> <laughs> or my achy breaky heart something like my achy breaky train, heart Train is the straightest <laughs> Train is a straight band like there's some you know, some dabble between genre by or sexuality, I should say. Tra- train is straight. Wow, wow, wow. Drops of Jupiter yeah. is a straight song. You know, That's, I yeah. was at a corporate conference like when I worked in media and I was in like Arizona and they like announced the musical act for this like advertising trade show. And it was train. And I had like kind of no reaction. I think we were in like the motorcycle drive by era. But when I tell you by the end of the night, I was front row, knew every song and thought, fuck, I love Train. Like, <laughs> like, it, live, <laughs> it was it was transcendental. Sure. Um, Meet Virginia is a great song. Yeah. And I, I had a great time, but it, it was really straight. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad music. I mean, you know. Did, I, just... I mean, if jo- yeah, if Drops of Jupiter came on, I would sing it. Or Soul and enjoy sis- uh, Hey Soul Sister, whatever that's called. Yeah. Oh, hey, Soul Sister is, is one of those earworms that I can't do. Like, Los Lonely Boys, How Far Is Heaven. It's just oh a song like... Oh, my God. Why did you say that? Because oh, now that's not you... going to leave my brain. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a it's... visceral reaction that just I came out yeah, of my I, face. I'm kind of surprised you both know that. <laughs> yeah, I had Los Lonely... Lone... <laughs> I said Los Lovely Bones. When Los Lonely Boys on my, on my iPod. <laughs> Because it was always on like the VH1 Top 20. Always, always. <laughs> Los Holy Boys have the biggest VH1 energy. And Daniel Powder. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Course. What's that shoe song? Put my new shoes on today. Ugh. Is that Daniel Powder? Awful. I think so. And James Blunt, yeah, too. James yes. Blunt was, like, kind of queer, though. He was. He was kind of queer. He was sitting there, like, sad. naked, singing like the- You're Beautiful or whatever that song is. Is he actually queer? 
No, no. but he feel. Like, I feel like he feels a little gay. Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah. Like Inya. I'm not sure Inya is Inya's, a straight person. Inya feels but, feels. But it's the same level of like sadness, sad music, and like emo, which yeah. is like kind right, of gay. Right, right. Yeah. Well, okay. We, we've covered <laughs> I don't think so much Inya's macho. <laughs> right, right, right. We've covered so much nostalgia, but like, what what are you watching these days? Like, what's on the the television docket now? It doesn't all have to be reality, but. Where, where are you at? Um, so, I mean, my most recent reality venture, I mean, would be selling Sunset Season 5. I have a pulse. We were just talking about it in the intro. I, I, I'm halfway through it now. It, it, it's just, it's a show that, like, it's got it. Like, it, it's, it doesn't have anything, yet it has what I need. And the best it's thing so- for me is that it is frozen in time when... I'm just like, can women vote? Can they wear pants? Why are we wearing satin to a strip mall office? Like I, I it, the, 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 the gaze that they hold themselves to and the really narrow beauty standard is so odd mm-hmm. and it's so late 20, it's kind of like, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's kind of gossip girl era, like mm-hmm. peak Hills, Ledoux, patent leather heels and like, really um kind of fast fashions in the daytime in a way that like it's just so interesting to me i could talk about their fashion all day but i think the plot lines are kind of boring and they don't show enough like actual real estate to make it believable i don't think they all go work at those spaceship desks every day no they don't so those desks are so ugly and impractical they're so bad but like i think we know we can't trust adam Devello, but we just have to overlook it right and we can't he's like made that clear you know like my yeah. shows are scripted even though they're they're but it's yeah when you said it it's like frozen in time like it really could have been five six years ago it could have been 15 years ago it could be yeah. placed in the future it's like we're wearing sneakers now. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i there's something about chriselle that makes me so angry <laughs> i just really i really think that she I think part and I, I feel like in real life she's probably very delightful I just I think so on the show she's almost too smart for it like she's I feel like she's leaning into the like drama out of a from a scripted perspective sometimes like like I don't buy that she actually like really feels these ways about these people because I think she's just maybe too smart for like a, a fake reality show and so in turn I just like she doesn't work for me on the show and she doesn't, I don't buy the, I really don't buy the relationship with her and Jason. It feels fake to me. I'm so confused by it. It's like they announced their breakup right after they wrapped filming. Their chemistry doesn't really feel there. I'm Mm. trying to check my bias of their height difference, but I just, (laughs) it's hard, but it's hard sometimes. I'm like, and and honestly, well, I don't want to spoil anything for you. Well, I mean, it's not a big deal. I think that (laughs) I think on paper, like their relationship looks gorgeous. Like they're both beautiful people. Like they're both allegedly rich. Like for TV, I think they thought that it would like hit the nail on the head. I haven't watched this season quite yet. Once again, I could talk about it like I know what I'm talking about, but because I would just consume so much. We would never know because it's the same. It's It's like I couldn't tell everything and nothing. I was thinking I was like. What happened last season? I couldn't think of it. I couldn't think of anything. The only We're thing on I the thought. This show literally came that's out last crazy. year. I just bef- so in the when Tom and I were talking about it earlier in the episode, I literally was like, I haven't seen season three or four, and Tom was like, 
wait, that's crazy. We're on season five. But I was like, no, I have seen three. <laughs> like, it, I there's just no time has passed. But how the fuck are we on season five? I just don't. I understand. remember season two was right. when Mary got married, and then and season four, four was when Christine no. had the baby. And three is when Chriselle's. Oh, one was when Chriselle's ex dumped her. No, that was three. <laughs> I think it happened at the end of three because it wasn't on the show. Show, but it's also bizarre. Because at the end of three, she, Christine gets married, and remember, she like walks into the wedding. How poetic that the wedding was the same day as like uh, her divorce. Remember that whole thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and that's very why they LC hate each at other. Heidi's wedding. Very, oh. yeah. But that's why they hate each uh, other because Christine's like. I think Chriselle was like, you gave, you were not nice to me at your wedding. I don't know. Something like that. It's her wedding. Who cares? Um, the, have you, I will, the, the one scene that took me by surprise in the best way possible. I was like, Ooh, um, have you gone to the scene yet where Heather kind of puts Christine in her place and she's wearing a Fendi mock turtleneck? Yes. It's amazing. I was like aroused. I was like, <laughs> Heather, I, I just, Heather I didn't Young, know she had it I in love, her. No, I love Heather. And I was saying, it's so funny. We were talking about this before you came on but um i heather i love the most because she likes she gets what she needs to do like from a reality tv perspective and she sells homes like she's actually selling things yeah like, like i think she may be the only one because davina's still trying to get rid of that 75 million dollar maya and maya but which yeah maya. is she on the show she is yeah She's always pregnant and huh. always like maybe moving. <laughs> she, she, she's never <laughs> in the middle of the drama. Um, I she's, she's delightful. Like, yeah. And she was the first agent at Oppenheim. Oh, huh. I don't think I remember that. <laughs> but Heather, okay, if you guys just want a hoot and a half of a television program, my family spent our Christmas day watching this. Uh, on demand, HGTV did a special for Tarek and Heather's wedding. Uh-huh. And it is, it is so bad. It's perfect. It, it, they are two cheese balls that are made for each other. And she, and I am, I am so happy for her because that is what she wants. Yeah. yeah. And she is keeping braid bars in business. Keeping who? <laughs> <laughs> you know, braid bars. People go get their hair French braided. Oh, at braid <laughs> bars. Oh yeah. She is. She always is. Rocking, she rocking loves a, braid. a French braid. I just took mine out as I'm talking. I took mine out before. For, but I too wear a French braid. Well, Doesn't Heather, sunset, sunset make you want to aggressively braid your hair? It's just a lot of braids. Again, frozen and by, like I and buy a dress. I don't wear heels and I don't wear dresses. But I'm like, I could look incredible in a purse for a chair, and or a chair for a purse. Well, excuse the me. Chair purse, of course. Well, and heels. Something that oh, I don't yeah. know if you saw. I. I Danny Pellegrino did like a deep dive on Emma's empanadas and they're a hundred dollars for an 18 18 empanada box. Oh my God. 100. Did he? Okay. I have on my short list uh, because I want to do an episode about scams and that was going to be like one of my attempts at exposés because it's a, you can't have that business and not call it Emma Pinatas. And Emma, that's what it should have been. Ridiculous. Emma Pinatas is literally right there. It, and um, she's like, she'll literally say things like Emma's empire. And I'm like, Emma, Emma Pyre. Pen- this is so straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was saying there's something to Emp- Empanada Mama because Mama, it feels so similar to Emma. Like, I don't know. There's just like so, there are so many wordplays that she's completely missing. She's like, no, I'm Emma. I make empanadas. But she's a realtor. So 
Tom. But she claims to be a multimillionaire, I think, from Emma Pinatas. And they only sell the, the, this, this perishable good only sells on QVC. It's so weird. Perishable like, how good. do you? Like, no one buy. Do people buy food on QVC? I mean, I guess that's where They're... Shana Bedore like hawks her frozen food. But she has one. She has one flavor, and it's beef. I but know. it's vegan, and it's just like what? No, she has pizza now. She's a pizza flavored Emma she's, Pinata. And she's white. <laughs> I know it's so weird. It's like, so bad. Like I promise, no one's dying for white Emma's empanada recipe. A white recipe. woman <laughs> making vegan empanadas? No thanks. You guys just hit something like something about Emma Pinatas to me is so deeply funny. <laughs> Emma Pinatas is a genius name. Like I don't know. It's it's, <laughs> it's perfect. Like it, it I just, don't think it's that good. I'm so mean? sorry. It's, it's you get that it's empanadas, right? Emma's empanadas Emma is redundant. Kicks, I know, but it, so all I can think of is a literal pinata. Emma pinatas sounds like empanadas. I don't think it does. What do you but mean? Emma's empanadas. Em- Emma's empanadas does is so. It's rural juror. It's like it's it ridiculous. It's literally the rural juror. It is rural juror. But I'm thinking of pinatas. Emma pinatas. Which is empanada, <laughs> which is fair. Pinata, different words. Yeah, well, then, well, to be fair to you, yes, Emma Pinatas. I did create like a compound word of Emma's Pinatas. Right, Emma, Emma Pinatas. Which is an even funnier business like for making all the mass. cultural appropriation she can. Yeah. Like, we are giving her opportunity to appropriate more. <laughs> like, no, the Empanadas, they're not enough. We no, actually want you to take pinatas. on the name Pinata as well. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God, I can't wait to look up Danny's deep dive. I've been so curious. I love... Like, I just think as a society, we're so jazzed for a scam. And sometimes yeah, things are right me, in front of yeah. us and we don't even acknowledge well, it. We had makeover culture, right? I think culture of now is scam culture. It's everywhere. Scam we're culture. watching, we're consuming every uh, Theranos thing. Faye. Well, and uh, we've, we've all probably listened to three Theranos podcasts and watched the series. Like, like or... Dr. Death. Yeah, I mean, mm. um, we were... on all the things, yeah. It's kind of surprising there hasn't been a reality concept piloted that's kind of like a undercover bus mole vibe or like maybe it, it, it would almost be like a situation where people would come on and compete to build out and successfully run a scam and show the world how easy it is. <laughs> That's a smart idea. I it like sounds it. like a pitch on Thirty Rock. Like and we're living in that. We're living in it's that. It's like Everything Milf is Island and Green scammers. Eggs and Scam. Like, like, yeah. It's just something terrible. Emma Pinatas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Pinata, starring Emma Pinatas. I think that. I think like if like when you think about Anna Delvey, it, like she what she did is just trick a bunch of rich men into not doing any due diligence. Right. Which, it's like not that deep. It's crazy. It's not that deep. And you almost want to be like, wait, work. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of. Why I mean, am I so paranoid every time I like apply for a credit card? Like I just right. don't. These, pe- yeah. uh, the audacity is what I envy the most. It's just a, oh, like yeah. a white confidence that just radiates. Yeah. And like, I kind of but hate when people say like girl boss because she like sucks. But, and I think Shonda Rhimes version of her is like more becoming than like who she really is Mm -hmm. um but yeah generally speaking i think they're i'm shocked that we haven't had a reality iteration of something that's like so popular because anytime anything gets popular people try to make it into a reality i mean 
we're also casting scammers on Housewives. I mean, Jen Shaw like is yeah. is the ultimate scammer. And she she really is exactly like all of them because she believes her shit. Like she really mm-hmm. doesn't think she like she is similar to Elizabeth Holmes to me in the way that she doesn't see how she's doing anything wrong when like the full the feds are literally at her door being like <laughs> you are the head of the pyramid that is this this like credit card scheme that you're running like how do you not see the problem here i mean i i am utterly fascinated i live in this world where i see people's incredibly harsh commentary of everything influencers do and say and you know if you so much as like like a tweet from a conservative politician in passing people are like can't support done you know whatever which is your prerogative but then there's this like world of housewives where they're all super conservative they go to trump rallies mm-hmm. and like they're all horrible people and like no one cares we, well, they, we like housewives completely transcend our standards they do it and does. they don't I, like be, go ahead kicks sorry i was gonna say i know you're talking about the tinks i assume oh i've, I've been tinks. diving oh, yeah. into that because i just I don't know. I, I think situations are interesting because there's so much fatigue with old tweets. And I'm like, agree. Like, we don't need to dig up yeah, shit. Yeah, I think for, I think we can expect housewives to be not incredible people. Like, Ramona Singer, she sucks and she's open about how much she is a bad person. Like, she thinks she's doing a good person thing, but she's open about her love for right. um, Donald Trump. She's like, I voted and i hate this and this and this she doesn't see color her antics but i think when like the influencers and the canceling currently i think it's because they're so edited and they know how to edit because we've had a lot of experience looking at how other people have fallen because of old tweets or other people have like bosses come out of the woodwork and be like no she actually sucks a lot but so I think that now people can edit a little bit differently than housewives. So they have that. So when people find out about these like 10 year old, even two year old tweets in Tinks's case, um, people are like, oh, you didn't even like delete that. <laughs> right. Like they right. they finally found the fault or something like that. I, I have to say, yeah. I didn't know what a Tinks was until this week. I'm not familiar <laughs> with, her, with their work, but I have I have been reading up on it and. I something that Dorinda said on a couple seasons ago that has always stuck with me is that if a cop car <laughs> if a cop follows you long enough you'll get arrested or you'll get a ticket. That's what it is. If a cop follows you long enough you'll get a ticket because eventually you are going to do something that breaks the laws of the road. And so yes. if if people follow every move you make for long enough eventually you'll get canceled. I, I actually do think that that's probably that's yeah. the, that's the ultimate conundrum we're living with now in this new age of like showing everything about showing quote unquote everything about ourselves while it's all really edited. edited. Yeah, like these people are go. I th- they they all are. It's inevitable that most of these influencers I feel will get like either canceled or some something will happen because they'll find something. Whatever you want to say. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's it's it, it's it is inevitable. It's happening to everyone. And I think like the, the reason I'm so interested in these conversations, like with Tinks or, well, I feel like Ramona was finally like out of this, like, okay, you're officially problematic, but I feel like the, the more, the modern influencer, I think it's, 
interesting to talk through the like layers and nuance of these situations because um it makes them less scary and makes people just be like this is what i did this is why it's wrong this is how i like i just think if people talk through it and were honest it would like be okay but people apologize with half truths and don't tell the full story and Mm -hmm. still try to save face and it's just like I don't know. I, sometimes I just think it's interesting to dissect, uh, the way these things go down, because I think that all we're just going to experience this over and over and over, you know, millennial people that had the internet before we understood its immortalization of our words, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and monetization are only getting in like, you know, our policymakers, heads of industry are only, you know, in elected offices, they're only going to be in more leadership positions as millennials get older. And I just think that the, you know, unearthing of digital archives is just going to be the most irritating, irritatingly common conversation that, and they'll all be treated the same, but that's Mm. the thing is they're not the same. Every situation is going to depend on timing and context and expectations and severity. And it's some people, for some people digging that stuff up is productive. And for some people it's really not. And I think like there is nuance that people are willing to look into, but it's so cancel culture, so scary. No one will even talk about it. So the reason I talk about tinks is because somebody like me shouldn't, because I don't want that to happen to me. But at the same time, like, I think people don't want to touch it and it makes it worse. So let's just like talk about why it didn't sit well with people to like, you know, be fat phobic. That was really mean. It was so mean. It's just mean. It's the COVID denying it's the COVID, yeah. Oh, the COVID, right. That well, the was COVID so denying is a disaster. It's right. That's the, and that part is like the worst part that wasn't even acknowledged. But I do think there's mm-hmm. something really interesting about uh, like 2009 to 2013, early Twitter, where the name of the game to get engagement, to grow, the, the clickbait of the time was irreverent tweets, oftentimes at the expense of women and their appearances or interests. And I just think there's so much of that floating around because like that there, the comedy was different. And I think we got more empathetic as time went on, Mm -hmm. but like you really thought you had to have an edge and you can't convey tone. And I just think those, that era, it will haunt a generation. Well, that's also pop culture at the time. I mean, we're sitting here talking about these like makeover culture, makeover shows, all of that was airing then. Like, you know, um, what not to wear was like, like we're seeing like American, um, America's Next Top Model, prime example of like, here's how to hate yourself in 10 years when you are realizing, why do I hate my body? And you rewatch American, uh, Amer- oh my God. What? American, American Next, Next Top, Top Model. Model. And you're like, that's why. Oh, oh that, that, that re- those rewatches are wild. And- we did one for this podcast and it was dark. We watched, um, we watched Cycle, was it four? Five? Four, four, yeah. four, which is the cycle with the uh, blackface, um, and oh, God. also the passing out. Also, the cycle with the horrible body shaming of one of the uh, Kenya, one of the contestants, where they like show her like eating. They just like cut to her like eating in a corner, no. and then at judging, and then, they and then like, at judging, they'll be like, "You look different." And like, and they assigned her as an elephant they, to yes, one of her. She was like, an elephant in the animal challenge in Africa. An elephant. It's crazy. I, and it's like this is why I hate my what I look like. <laughs> I have no words. I 
I've I can uh, I've looked at like clips I can get on YouTube, but I want I don't know if I want to do a full rewatch or not. But th- it's like when you say the names, what's funny is I haven't thought of Kenya in literally 15 years. Yeah, but, but I'm you like, know yeah. who exactly I'm talking about. <laughs> The night I met my husband, the like almost more notable thing that happened, I was at a bar in the Lower East Side called Mason Dixon. It's yes, closed I've, for rats. I, I think I've been there pre-closure. It, yeah, it's, you know, it was it was a time when I was drinking a lot of sweet tea vodka and uh, Kaylin from Cycle 3 was yes. bartending. And I love recognizing an obscure reality contestant in the wild. And I talked mm-hmm. to her for a while and she gave me the scoop about Tyra. And I just... All I wanted for her to know was like it to me, the most uh, beyond, I mean, there's so many fucked up things, but with that cycle, do you remember Kaylin's like best friend died? Yes. And, and then, then they... Tyra had her do a photo shoot in a shallow grave. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What? Like th- th- those are things where I'm like, was, is, was that on purpose? So Jay, had so to allegedly no. So Mr. J yeah. during, during like peak quarantine, Mr. J would do a, uh, IG live every like Friday where he would talk about a season of top model. And he did like okay. one through 15 or something like that. And, and he would like literally answer everything. Any question people wanted, he would answer it. He would like talk about some fucked up things that happened with Tyra and his contract and all this stuff. And one of the main questions on, uh, for him about that season was like, was the photo shoot planned like that, um, they lowered into the grave on the week of the count, but all, all that stuff. Oh, and he was like, it, it, while he was like, I obviously understand why you would think it would be. Cause a lot of those things were, it wasn't. And he was like, it was shocking. And we didn't know what to do because like we That's had insane. this whole grave site planned. He was like, we, we wouldn't have had enough time to like plan a grave like dig a great like he was like logistically like we, we couldn't have made that work if it wasn't already happening like we couldn't like reserve a grave site at a at a um graveyard and like he was like no this is how it panned out so i kind of believed him i mean he could be lying but um he also wrote a novel that he said wasn't about american sex model but was and there was a it, it, it's it, it follows a woman named like like Myra, M- Myra, no. My- Myra <laughs> Bank, or like Myra Money. Like it has it, her last name has something to do with like banks. <laughs> Myra Teller. <laughs> I uh, two weeks ago on the podcast I there. interviewed Atusa, the like Cosmo Girl founder and editor that was a judge on America's Next Top Model mm-hmm. for a couple seasons, and she, the only shit talking she had to do was about Nigel. So, so that was another thing, actually, that when we watched it back, because always when you're watching it, you're like, okay, Nigel's so fucking hot. He's so hot. (laughs) You're like, look at the fucking, like, that was like the first time I was like, oh my God, look at his, like, the chest hair. I was like, oh my God, he's like hot. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. And. Oh, yeah. Um. You watch it back. He literally says to Brittany on cycle four, he's like, I don't know that I want her here anymore because I, in so many words, it's like, I want to fuck her. Like he, he, in so many words says that he's like, she's, she's hard to deny. Like, should she even be here? Like something yeah, like that. I'm like, no, gross. gross. He said some gross shit. Always commenting on women's bodies, like saying some nasty sexual things. Yeah. Ugh. And he would make it clear who was like no into sexual. memory of that. I think when people have yeah, accents, no, I'm same. like. You're like, not yeah, hearing. I am fuckable, I guess. <laughs> like you're so sophisticated. <laughs> What a cool thing to say about someone. 
yeah the fact that that went on for 19 cycles is just or like whatever i mean just crazy i would watch another one i mean if if it came back on i literally would watch it i'm in yeah although supposedly there was some drama with tyra recently with (laughs) because there's something hilarious to me about how she is notoriously hated as the new host of dancing with the stars like i don't watch dancing with the stars but so dancing with the stars twitter uh aka like <laughs> nebraska minnesota like uh, like i feel like that's where dancing with the stars She's twitter pops off dancing with the stars is no, a fucking hit they hate her like they're always like what is she doing again this week they're just like always <laughs> coming for her and i guess they're making this move to a streaming service now to, to disney plus mm-hmm. which is bizarre Mm-mm. i think it's paramount dancing is no no it's disney plus because it's abc yeah, I'm pretty sure they're moving to. I truly don't Disney watch. Plus. Like, I, it's not going to make me buy into Disney Plus. But, but. like, Twitter was really like, it's Tyra's fault. Like, <laughs> it's on ABC. That was honestly the, such an interesting choice for hire. But even I found myself, I like a sentence I never thought I'd say in my life. Like, really miss Tom Brokaw. Like, you know, <laughs> just all of a sudden he seemed like so charming. <laughs> But I think he's good at what he does. I don't think that I think he's that good. job is is difficult. And to have someone who, to, what kicks? What's difficult about? I it? I think hosting a live competition oh. show is probably so hard. It, I, 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 just I, have, I, I Dancing with the Stars doesn't that it literally doesn't connect in my brain. Like the why would I watch that? I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't get care it. for it either. I just think that he's one of. But it, but Tom Brokaw was um. He was uh, Hollywood Squares too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's a he like is a mundane host. Like I almost think that uh, Tyron. Even sometimes I'd cringe a bit when Aaron Andrews, like, who is a is a fanta- is fantastic at her job. It's just I have a little bit of trouble watching people try to have quickie like quippy passing conversation when it doesn't quite mm-hmm. land. Mm-hmm. And um. Tom was just like, he's a seasoned professional host that would just like kind of got down to business. And I feel like sometimes what wasn't working were these like exhausted dancers that Tyra or Aaron would like try to have a fun convo with. And they're just like, 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 it's just like so weird. (laughs) Yeah. Lisa Vanderpump is sitting there after she just passed out or whatever. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Remember that? That's okay. So I used to work in Nielsen, like TV ratings. Like I, I I'm a, I'm near obsessed with shows that crush it with the general population that I know literally no one that watches. And the ultimate example for me would be like a two and a half men. Um, yeah, sure. sure. Or and young Sheldon. It just, yes. It like teaches, it, it helps me understand how out of touch I am. Like I think my world is the world until I realize people hoot and holler at two and a half men. No, it's, you're absolutely right. I mean, we I'm we're on like the what 21st season of Grey's Anatomy and I'm like who's still watching this fucking show but it's still on same and that's why I, I actually feel do know people that still like, watch that actually who watches Dancing with the Stars I don't get it but it crushes ratings crushes skating with the stars not so much with Bethany <laughs> that's so scary that's bound for I watched di- I watched Celebrity Diving the one with Kim and Kyle and they dove, they <laughs> did the high dive <laughs> I have to find that. What was that oh, called? Diving called, with the Stars? No, no, no. It's not in the same family as the with the stars. It's <laughs> I think it was just called like celebrity diving. Like I think it was like <laughs> so, so stupid. obscure. Once again, a 30 rock pitch. No, I know. Like, we live it 
we live in 30 rocks world like we are the world that i mean we, of course we are but you know like we we have succumbed to that do you remember the con conveyor belt of love no i don't remember that it aired one season after the bachelor and it was no joke women on a conveyor belt and the person would stand like they pick them as they passed and it oh my god and it wasn't a joke and like I just, I don't, I mean, it's like interesting because now we're so love is blind forward and like the, right. the ultimatum, like I, I loved it. And and I'm really over the bachelor. Like I, I dipped out kind of almost yeah, we, after we, we like too. end season. And, but I, the Netflix shows I find, find refreshing and I just didn't see it coming mm -hmm. for us that the Lachey's uh, were, you know, the pioneers of the new frontier of reality. Dating. Yeah. Really a pivot. Oh, but huge good for them. Huge pivot. I would say that we, I love Bachelor in Paradise. It's, oh, it's it, because yeah. it's like the perfect, it is in like the Netflix, like what, too hot to handle or something like that. It would make sense if it was on like a streaming service because yes. it's just that ridiculous. Okay, I found the show. The, sh the name is not as fun as you want it to be. The Celebrity Darn. Diving Show? Yes. I. They should have asked me to help celebrity diving that's a much better name than what what they have here the title of the show is <laughs> stars in danger colon the high dive what what stars were they planning on doing other dangerous activities maybe like what like other like Ol olympic activities like what would it be like, that like they're walking the planks sledding? they're electively diving into a pool <laughs> Star i know it's and it's not that high no so you, you, I think gators? you got different points for like the the high the the level that you did. The only other person I recognize here on the the list oh J Wow was in it. Oh, love love J Wow. Mm. She'll she'll mm. she'll show up to anything. Um, I always with those shows I always think God what a conundrum where you want to do that thing that you want to do before a party where you want to say well who's going, and if if there's like a show or a concept I would kind of want to be like well who else is on it like to gauge if it's legit but mm -hmm. like i always wonder how bethany felt on skating with the stars or stars in danger <laughs> the high know, dive doesn't really well at the time it's like can we yeah can we the 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 star power kind of matters for the show's success but i wonder if they don't disclose who's on it but bethany can skate like i want to yeah. see someone mm -hmm. who can't skate at all same that's i completely agree <laughs> bethany likes to skate like it, you know when people know that they're good at something so they find ways to do it often yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. she did it on housewives yeah. yeah yeah more power to them she was like roller girl she was like always finding herself at like How did the these 30 rocket get on my feet <laughs> <laughs> but like salt lake had a really good figure skating scene that was rem like reminded me of jill zarin in her little skirt like i yeah. do oh, love a figure that... skating montage I the Jill Zarin skate scene is really cute. I did like that on um, whatever season that oh, was of, of the Romy. best. I think it was, must have been one or two. One or it had to have been. Um, well, Kate, this has been such a wonderful little deep dive on on so many different things. Do you have any final thoughts uh, on pop culture before we let you go? Um, I wanted to recommend a few like niche shows. Yes, please. Just Give two, it to us. actually. Mm. I wanted to know if you had watched um, The Sisterhood Becoming Nuns on Lifetime. Haven't, but we'll watch that this evening. No, but that's If you amazing. like kind of religious schadenfreude or whatever, if you will, like I kind of love, I'm fascinated by people that like genuinely want to give up their life 
at a very young age. And mm -hmm. like, it's so funny because clearly these young women thought they were signing up for a different show or went through some casting funnel. And some of them like do not want to be nuns, but they, it's a reality show about the process of becoming that nuns. It, it's, it's, it's so good. And then the second one would be a show called, um, Provo's most eligible. And it is a low budget Utah mm -hmm. Mormon bachelor. Oh, that has two seasons on YouTube. And my husband and I delighted it, it's it, it floated us through quarantine. Wow. Interesting. Provo's most bad. I mean, they're, do they kiss? No. Oh, no, no, no. They wholesomely like will handhold. And like, I mean, it's it, that's lust. It's, a um, kiss is lust. it's, it's, it's wild. It, it, it's good. And it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I like kind of a quirky, low budget operation. That's a bit underground. And I don't know why they haven't revived for a third season, but the dates are just like, you know, they just go to the soda shop. They just talk about the Lord. It's, it's, it's just like a different world. I like being immersed in a different world. And it is weird that my two recommendations are religious, religious. but <laughs> I'm just like, this is weird. Live your life. <laughs> No, there, but there's something so fascinating about. It. I, I mean, I, I I get it. I yeah, I, like opting into a life of aggressive restriction is fascinating to me. And then going on a dating show that ex exploits your life. <laughs> what was yes. it on? Like oh YouTube. Like was, this is not. It was on. Like I know. Yes, yeah, like watched they it on uploaded it themselves. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. And they got, and they got a second season. Not, you know, not everyone and not everyone gets a second yeah. season. So congrats. I need you Tom to follow up with that got a second me once you watch the show. It's... I will. I really will watch. <laughs> um, well, Kate. Once again, thank you so much for being here. This is such a fun little chat. Um, and it was great to get get to get to know you. Thank you again. Oh my gosh! Thank you for having me. I feel bad when I go on other shows because I'm so used to talking that i talk too much no um it was perfect but it's so much fun to get to chat with people that like all the same things i do so thank you for having me yeah of course <laughs> and before we let you go can you just uh let everyone know uh, where to listen to you find you all that stuff yeah you can find me at be there in five f-i-v-e not the number on instagram yeah my podcast is called be there in five it's a weekly long form single hosted show on purpose where we like deep dive a lot of uh various millennial zeitgeisty conversations pop culture but also kind of experiential lifestyle stuff bloggers and all the like uh so yeah i you loved your your chat about the clementine culture this week um and how like how like how like as kids we we would go absolutely off for clementines like one day we just all of a sudden were into clementines and you're absolutely right i got a dm right before i came on the line here and it said i've never eaten I've never had more than one Clementine in a sitting. And I thought, oh my God, is did I make up binge eating Clementines no, no, in my no, head? No, no, you no. didn't. You got to pack at least three, three to five, like in the lunchbox. I don't, I just feel like the original oddly satisfying before we like slime and stuff was getting that peel off in one, in one piece. piece. In one go. Okay. Thank you for it, it was our the Rubik's vote cube. of confidence. <laughs> of it was our Rubik's it was cube. Our, it was. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Oh my god that's awesome you need to call cuties asap yeah really. <laughs> honestly there's a million dollar idea here um and then uh, you can follow me at the tom hamlet and you can follow kicks at kicks hamlet that's spelled c-i-x yes podcast dumpster dive pod and rate review subscribe to be there in five to dumpster dive showing your love in a free way by giving us a little rating really helps so support all the content creators out there and um bye kate say bye to everyone Bye. Bye-bye.